0: and Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host.
1: Well, a magnificent Monday afternoon. How are you? Welcome to the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Alberta's only regulated online gambling website where 100% the revenue stays right here in the province. Go to playalberta.ca. I'm Jason Greger. He is Connor Hallie. You can always get involved. You can text us 833-401-1440 is the text line. I'm sure we will have uh, lots of interaction on that today. If you are listening and watching live on our YouTube channel, orders Nation, hello to you. You got the uh, live chat. Uh, Con's and Declan and uh, myself will chime in there as well. If you have any questions, we can always answer them there. You can always send us uh, email in our Jiffy Lube inbox, Gregor at sports fourteen forty dot ca. Of course, text us 40 is the uh, text line uh, lineup today. As always, uh, Con man doing a great job. It is uh, it's pretty solid. So you look at uh, who is coming on today. Terry Ryan, of course, will be our uh, regular Monday uh, co-host. He will join us. We will have uh, Jeff Patterson out of Vancouver as we uh, continue to preview some teams uh, around the league. And uh, we're starting with a lot of the teams that I think order fans are most interested in. Those are the teams that the orders will be facing most. Calgary, Vancouver, Western Conference ones. to we'll make our way out east as the uh, preseason gets going. Preseason actually starts on I think the first games are Saturday. The Oilers is Sunday, at four o'clock against the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, Andy Petrillo will join us. She was hosting the inaugural PWHL draft today, Professional Women's Hockey League, as uh, they are almost wrapping up their inaugural draft. So we'll talk to you. and lots of defense and goalies going early in that draft. Uh Trey Ford, the entertaining. And victorious quarterback of the Edmonton Elks will uh, join us as the Elks now four and one in their last five. They were down 10 nothing in Saskatchewan on Friday. They come back, get a big win over the green and white riders. And uh, albeit slim chance, you're telling me there's still a chance that the uh, green and gold can, uh, can make the playoffs. And you know what? They're playing very well, which at this point I think is uh, is, is all that matters for them. And uh, you know what? I'm, I'm sure if I asked them honestly, they do not want the bye week right now. The bye week comes at like the worst possible time for for the, uh, the Elks as um, they uh, – oh, no, sorry. They don't have the bye week. It's next week's the bye week. So they play on Friday against BC. Then the following week is their bye week. So you know what? Try to keep rolling. You never know. They're at home against the uh, Lions, who, you know, pretty decent team. They're 9-4. and But Edmonton, hey, they pushed Winnipeg. Could have won that game. And uh, they're two games behind Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan does have a game in hand. So uh, the Elks obviously got to keep rolling. Realistically, I think Edmonton's going to have to win out to have any chance of making the playoffs. Because if they go 3-1, and then all Saskatchewan would have to do is win um one of their uh remaining games if i'm uh, if i'm not mistaken and so cuz if you look they're two and one against Edmonton this season and as i'm uh looking through the uh, schedule do 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 Edmonton yeah they uh they play Winnipeg BC Toronto and Oh, no, they, no, yeah, that's it. So no more games against Saskatchewan. So Saskatchewan has uh, wrapped up the uh, the season series, right? They play Montreal. That's the other one. So if it's a tiebreaker, Saskatchewan gets it because they're two and one. So if Edmonton goes three and one, the riders, all they have to do is win one of their last five games. So you got to put the pressure on them. You probably got to win out and then hope that the riders only win one of their remaining uh, five, actually two, I guess, in that point. So. We'll see how it goes. Um, also on the uh, program today, we'll hear from uh, Bronte, uh, Speck. We will have another edition of uh, Two Minute Warning with uh, Cam Tate. Also hear from Connor Brown on the uh, show. The uh, Edmonton Orders vets will have their medicals on Wednesday. And then the team expecting 55 players, 56 maybe. Uh, on the ice uh, in a few sessions on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then the preseason action gets going Sunday and Monday. But Sunday first against the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, Other news and notes, uh, another busy weekend in the National Football League. Uh, Some crazy games. Oh, man, tomorrow. How excited is Stride going to be? It's quite the uh, comeback for the New York Giants. The Cincinnati Bengals oof, are off to a tough start. They're 0-2, and Joe Burrow admitted that he reaggravated his calf injury in that 27-24 loss to Baltimore. Things uh, not looking great. It's early, but still not looking great. Tonight, a double dip on Monday night. New Orleans is in Carolina, and Cleveland is in Pittsburgh. Connor Hallie will be in Spruce Grove, the Canadian Brew House. Watch the game. Say hello to all the Spruce Grovians, con man. Yeah, I love it out in Spruce. Gas is a little bit cheaper there, so
0: I'll be filling (laughs) up the tank, you know, and then I'll head over to the brew house and, yeah, get some great
2: food, some drinks if you're out there. Swing by, I'll buy you a beer, and you'll have a chance to go to the uh, Super Bowl down in Vegas. I'll be qualifying a couple winners for that as well, uh, plus some prizes on site.
0: So, yeah, Gregor. always a good time at the brew house for Monday, Thursday, and Sunday football.
1: Dude, that is... That is quite the trip that you can win. Uh, the other top story, of course, in the uh, sporting world right now is the debacle that has been the uh, the Mike Babcock hiring for the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. He was officially unveiled as the uh, head coach on July 1st. It had been rumored that uh, you know he couldn't sign the contract because uh, his one with Toronto, uh, anything he signed before, he'd take it, so they waited, and then he got all the full money from Toronto, And then his contract began 79 days earlier before he resigned yesterday. Why did he resign? Well, it turns out he crossed the line, abused his power as a head coach. And the story Elliot Friedman uh, had it that um, basically, quote, it occurred in a meeting away from team facilities that, included several minutes of looking through a phone. It might be phones uh, of players. Why? Abuse of power. And uh, But the worst part is, go back to his original comment when Paul Bissonnette from the Spitting Chicklets podcast, he was the one who exposed it saying, hey, you know what? This is what I'm hearing. Now, he said it was Boone Jenner in his original comment, so it wasn't Jenner that was asked. Jenner and Babcock did exchange questions, but Babcock, in a typical bully He doesn't go after his captain. He doesn't try to bully his captain. No, no, no. He schmoozes up his captain, tries to be all super nice, and the captain's like, geez, what a nice guy. We had a really good conversation. He showed me his family. I showed him mine. No big deal, right? But that's what bullies do. They pick on the vulnerable, the young, the inexperienced NHL players who a coach has a massive say in where their career might go, right? A massive say. So I know there's lots of people, well, somebody would have asked me for my phone. Yeah, all or, or right there. You can't even put your name on your own Twitter account. But you're telling me I'm supposed to believe you they're going to stand up to a head coach when you're 19 years of age? Stop, okay? Stop with the tough guy act, all right? It's very difficult to do that when you're 19, 20, 21. And the person on the other side who's asking you for something is the person who really has a big say and can potentially control how your career begins or prematurely ends. So, but Babcock, in his quote, asked them to share off their phones family pictures as part of the process of getting to know them better. Sounds like that was a little bit misleading. He did that with Boone Jenner. Yes. Seemed all above board. No problem. Johnny Goudreau. Sure. Another veteran being in the league a long time. But somehow he treated his young players differently. Huh. Now, have we seen this pattern before? Now, you could ask Mitch Marner. Yep. Remember when he asked, now maybe you don't know, Uh Terry Kojon back in uh, 2019 was the first one who had the story how Babcock had went to Mitch Martin and said he wanted him to list off the players who had the best work ethic on the team. You're asking a young player, second year in the league, hey, why don't you list which team? And then you know what the coach did? He took the list and showed it to the, re- the rest of the players. That's what you call abusing your power, manipulating your players, and playing mind games. Afterwards, what did, ba- what did ba- Babcock say when, I- well, you know what? Uh, I addressed it the wrong way. I was trying to focus on work ethic with Mitch. That's what his, um, that's what his comment was. This time, when he resigned in typical, uh, Babcock fashion, he took no accountability. None. Upon reflection. It has become clear that continuing as head coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets was going to be too much of a distraction. While I'm disappointed to not have had the opportunity to continue the work we've begun, I know it's in the best interest of the organization for me to step away at this time. I wish everyone in the organization well in the upcoming season. Did he take accountability for anything? No. Because that's what he does. There was nothing in there that said, you know what, I misstepped. Nothing. Nothing. Sadly, his own GM, and they had a little bit of a about face in the press conversation, but in their press release, they actually thanked Mike Babcock for his hard work and professionalism in agreeing to, uh, uh, on a plan to step down. Oh, great. Let's applaud Mike Babcock for unbelievable professionalism in devising a plan that he can step down because of his unprofessionalism. Right? Unbelievable. So, but to me, there's a bigger story here. That in itself, awful. The good news for those young players, what Babcock did, is not on the level of Johan Franson. And, and maybe you don't know uh, Johan Franzen's story, right? Johan Fran- Here's a quote: If you're called Johan Franzen, talking about Chris Chelios was the first one who uh, who mentioned how Babcock had, had verbally berated franson on the bench quote i get shivers when i think about it that incident occurred against nashville in the playoffs it was coarse nasty and shocking but that was just one out of a hundred things he did the tip of the iceberg he's a terrible person the worst i have ever met he's a bully who was attacking people it could be a cleaner at the arena in detroit or anybody he would lay into people without any reason said johan franson you have lots of examples of mike babcock Being a less than desirable human being in his interaction with his players. On record, from the players. Last week, when Paul Biz Annette, was the one who said, hey, this is what I'm hearing. Go look and see how many people. Oh, he's making this up to get ratings. Yeah, he has the number one rated podcast for over two years. Yeah, he needs, quote, ratings to maintain that. Give your head a shake. Now, if you want to say, you know what, I disagree with the tone and the crass nature that they have sometimes on the Spinning Chicklets podcast, that's totally fair. You're entitled to that. I could understand it. Makes sense. But that has nothing to do with saying Bissonnette's a liar. He didn't lie. He exposed the truth. That's a fact. But here's what I, when I watched this and I saw... The vitriol that went Bisonette's way because Mike Babcock had said, well, this is incorrect. Yeah, because usually that's what the bully does, right? He's Mike Babcock, after he got resigned, couldn't say he did anything wrong. You think he was going to originally? Of course not. But look at this. And when you think of big picture, what Babcock did was idiotic, right? It was an abuse of power. But thankfully... For those young players, it's not something that should scar them for life. They shouldn't have nightmares about it. Unlike people who get abused, sexually abused, raped. right? That's something that lasts with you forever. But think about how Paul Bissonnette, who by the way, wasn't the one who Babcock was, was doing this to. He was just speaking up for those who had it happen to them. And people still automatically went to not believing him, claiming he was fabricating it. Even though Babcock had a track record that Johan Franson, Mike Commodore, and many others had said this is how he works. And people still didn't want to believe it. And when you think about, is it dumb and moronic to ask for someone's phone? Yes. But in the grand scheme of things, as far as vile goes, it's not vile. It's moronic. It's an abuse of power. It's not vile. So you wonder how people who get physically abused, men or women, boys or girls, sexually abused, Raped, why they don't speak up. Because look at how people reacted to something that's not even that vile. And they didn't believe it. And you think they're going to believe you when you come out with this? Hey, guess what? The hockey coach, the soccer coach, the principal, the radio announcer, you pick it. They're from all walks of life. Predators exist everywhere. And people don't believe it. Society needs to take a long, hard look at being so quick to automatically, and, and please don't text into anyone, well, there's some people that lie. Yes, there are. Stop worrying about the small, small, small minority. Okay? The vast majority, kids, they've been studies on it. Kids don't make up stories like this. Right? Women don't. And Paul B. Snett, people were like, well, I don't like how Paul B. Snett's on his podcast, so I can call him a liar, and that's okay. No, it isn't. They're to- totally totally two different things. It's like the people say, well, that girl slept around in high school, so clearly that's why she got raped eight years later. There's no correlation at all. all right? And we need to be better. right? And hockey, the Columbus Blue Jackets. We said it at the time. Why are you hiring Mike Babcock? Why? What has he done that's successful in the last decade to earn this many more chances? Because he clearly didn't learn from his time in Detroit because look what he did to Mitch Marner. And now before the season even starts, this is what he does to his young players. He's a bully. And at every level of sport, there are bullies. Stop protecting them. Stop empowering them. Stop it. Okay? I don't care how good of a coach you think they are. They're replaceable. Okay? Okay? At any level, I don't care if it's U11, I don't care if it's U18, I don't care if it's the NHL. If they're that deplorable of a human being to want to treat people like that, they don't need them in sport. You don't need them in the office. You don't need them anywhere. Stop protecting the bullies and the predators and the psychopaths. We need to do, as a, as a society, collectively, we need to do better. We always talk about, you know, people want to talk about the toxic culture of sports and, and in hockey. And there are some where it exists, no question. There's lots of good. But we need more of the good to stand up to the bad in sports and in life. And so, speaking about Mike Babcock, there's no reason to anymore. He's out of the league, and hopefully he's out of coaching again. He doesn't deserve another chance because he has proven he doesn't learn. He's a bully at heart. Full stop. You have Johan Franzen on record. You have Mike Commodore on record. You have Chris Chelios on record. You have Mitch Marner on record. How much more do you need? Wake up. We'll return on the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440 presented by PlayAlberta.ca. We continue on Monday afternoon. Welcome back to the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440. Also live on Orders Nation YouTube. Uh, Many of you hitting the subscribe button. We love it. Thanks for joining us on there. Good conversation going on right now. You can uh, join in there. You can always text us or Jiffy Lube inbox 833-401-1440. It is time for the oil report brought to you by Volvo of Edmonton, and if you're looking for a great deal on a vehicle right now, whether you want a demo, new, or a certified pre-owned Volvo, you can get it financed at only 1.49%. Stop in at Canada's number one Volvo dealership, VolvoEmonton.com. Tell them the Gregor Show sent you. You get a good deal. So we uh, welcome in Robin Brownlee, our uh, weekly uh, guest every uh, Monday and Thursday. Rubes, how you doing?
2: Hey, Jason, I'm terrific. Uh, so what's happening in, around the league today? Anything happening <laughs> with Columbus?
1: Hey, just, just wait a <laughs> sec. We'll get to that. Is that an LA Clippers jacket you got on?
2: Yeah, LA Clippers warm-up jacket.
1: Where'd you get that? That's like old school, man. That's pretty money. I like that.
2: Yeah, well, I got, strangely enough, I got it in LA during the years, years when they were, uh, not anything special to speak of they were the uh second act uh on the hardwood down there so i picked one up and uh, yeah i i whip it out occasionally i think it's been seen around uh a stingers game or two uh here in town yeah a little little nba style oh uh, well,
1: it's old school you must have got it the bargain basement bin that's why i picked it up uh, knowing the rubes right it's never you're never buying
2: that at full price Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, somewhere in the middle there, Jason. Somewhere in the middle. Um,
1: You know, I, I talked about it earlier, and, and I know we have to address it, and then after that, to me, it's not even, you know, giving him more uh, airtime is kind of a joke. But um, I can't say I'm surprised uh, at all uh, that this occurred. And I know people say, well, why doesn't he learn? Bullies don't want to – lots of people don't change their stripes. As Maya Angelou famously said once, when someone shows you who they are the first time – believe it now you got to hope that maybe people evolve and change and babcock at his press conference in july you know i went back and read his comments and i was like you know he used his daughter oh she told me how tone matters and all this stuff and i'm gonna be a better communicator and then here we are the first opportunity he has with players around this is the path he opts to go down with his young players it's unbelievable
2: you know, Jason, I was going to jump in on the chat on the uh, YouTube, but I didn't want you know things can get goofy there if it's taken the wrong way. I first met Mike in nineteen eighty or nineteen ninety three. He was coaching Lethbridge. Yeah, I was covering the Bears then. I sat in the rink then and talked hockey with him, and it was a nice conversation. I sat in Anaheim with him when he w- was with, uh, uh, you know, the Cincinnati Mighty Ducks were, were, had come out to L.A. to play um, during the lockout, talk hockey, real good. But here's the thing, though, I don't have to play for him. I am not under his control. Mike Babcock is a knowledgeable guy. He can be a charming guy, but what he is, and we've seen it. And, and to what you said, he's a bully and he's a manipulator and bullies don't change their stripes. Uh You can kick the crap out of them and maybe set them straight for a little while or get them to back off. But Mike is what Mike is. That's what he's been all his adult life as a coach. And, you, it, it doesn't fly now. And, and and it's funny, when I saw your item at Oilers Nation today, I thought, oh, well, I was already started mine. Here are, the, here are two guys writing about Babcock, but you can't leave it alone. And it's funny. I remember the old days. Uh, I'm actually five years older than Mike Bab- Babcock. Um, I've seen when that was the norm. I've seen how I've seen coaches who coach like he does have success. Their names are on Stanley cups. They have Stanley cup rings, but I sometimes wonder if it's in spite of how they coached, not because of how they coached, you need to treat your players and the people you collaborate with as equals. There's separation there. It's not about being Joe good guy. And I want to be buddies with my players. Um, you call the shots and they listen but you you can't bully people and beat them down and have them under your thumb and expect it to work over the long term and i think uh mike hasn't been able to adjust the game has passed him by today's athletes do not respond to the way he coaches
1: no not, not at all so now, no, I, 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 have to think that their GM's on pretty thin ice now. Um, uh, if they get off to a no. slow start, you know, he's the one who hired him. Uh, John Davidson also uh, involved in that with Kekalainen. And so, um, you know, we'll see where it moves forward. Who knows? It might be a, it might be a blessing in disguise for their young players. Um, and you know, Johnny Goudreau and others, cause there's a lot of people that felt like, yeah, that's probably not going to be, uh, something that works out very well. So uh, we'll see Pascal Vincent. Now, Pascal Vincent has 21 years of coaching experience. He coached in the Quebec major junior league for 10 years. Then he was assistant coach in the NHL for five years in Winnipeg. Then he was the head coach of Winnipeg's AHL team. Then he joined Columbus last year as an assistant coach. And now of course, uh, signed a two year contract to be the, uh, the head coach. He's put in his time. There's no question. He's in a tough spot. Because uh, now he's got to come in, probably change some things that Babcock wanted to do. Because, you know, the assistant coach, you know, you can counter some things with the coach. Say, hey, what about this or that? But ultimately, the head coach has final say. Now he'll have the final say. And uh, unfortunately for him, he'll probably have to try to mend this early on. Uh, if I was him, I would talk to all the players who had it done. Said, guys, that's not happening. That's not how I work. But I want us to have an open line of communication. And we move forward. The Blue Jackets, I'm not sure how good they're going to be anyway. But... This is definitely not the thing they wanted when the uh, the season began. Now, switching to uh, the uh, CFL, the uh, Elks, they are down 10 nothing on the road in Saskatchewan. It's not a great start, but they just keep clawing back. And uh, their running attack continues to absolutely demolish teams. Like, they're running for fun the the last few weeks you know kevin brown you know that that a touchdown run when he busted to the outside man it was a thing of beauty like he's got the speed obviously trey ford who's going to join us on the show later on today is rolling uh you know it's too little too late for this season most likely unless they can win four in a row and saskatchewan can basically stub their toe all the way home but at least there's cause for you know some excitement but does this strong end to the season? Like, I don't know if Chris Jones just gets an automatic redo because he was the one who kept the OC, who wanted the quarterback and dug them so deep of a hole that the only time they made the change was when the season was over.
2: I think, uh, if, if Jones is going to stay, he needs to wear fewer hats. Uh, I think he spreads himself too thin. I think he's a good uh he's a good football man. People who know more than I do about the CFL and, and who've played in that league uh tell me he's a good man and he's a good coach. Yeah. But he has uh you know, he you can't spread yourself as thin as he has. What I like, whether they make the playoffs or not, we've touched on it before, Trey Ford is worth getting excited about. Uh, Brown, I was looking, I was trying to look up and I ran out of time the last time uh Edmonton had a uh, CFL uh, rushing leader. Now he's not the leader, but he's over a thousand yards already and he could take a shot at it. Does it go all the way back to Pringle? I don't know, but it's been a while.
1: Yeah, Pringle, I know Reggie Taylor the one year way back when um because I don't I don't no. John Avery I don't think ever led the league in rushing yard. He might have when he had 1400. I'll have to look at John Avery, but even Avery was before uh Mike Pringle. So, um and I'm trying to think did Pringle lead the league in rushing? Uh no, I don't think he did. So, I think it's John Avery actually that uh that was the last guy to lead the oh. uh, the league in rushing for the Elks.
2: Well, that's that's been a while, you know, and, you know, little things like that. And I know running backs come and go. Uh, you know, the four, the focus, uh, is and should be more on, on Trey Ford because that's the guy who, who makes things go. This is an exciting young player and he's now. He's not going through seamlessly. There's had been stretches where you're going, mm, you see some shortcomings in a decision or uh, a pass that he'd like to have back, but he's got so much physical talent. And let's not forget Jason how little he's actually played and how few snaps yes. he's actually taken as a as a pro from center. Give this guy a little bit of time. Give him some tools to work with and he's got some in the receiving core. He's got, he's got a decent backfield now and give him an offensive line. Well, he, I think he could make it a, a pretty ordinary offensive line look good with the way he uh, gets out of there in a hurry because he can pick him up and put him down. But, uh, there's hope here. And would a playoff spot as long shot as that is be nice? Would it be fun? Of course it would be for the fans. They've sat around and seen a lot of losing here for a long time. I don't think it matters in the long term, though. Uh, If they get on the right track and find a way to stay there, the interest is there now. And that's something that was really waning just a month ago.
1: Oh, 100%. Robin Bradley joins us on Sports 1440. I'm Jason Greger. Uh, Rubes, to the the order season, which, of course, uh, the first skate will be on Thursday. What's your expectations of... Like the orders, if you actually look at, at, um, you know, their, their overall, a lot of people say, oh, the system isn't good. And I, I would strongly disagree. Uh, their penalty kill has to improve. No question. I think they need a little bit more consistent goaltending. Obviously, Jack Campbell's numbers need to improve without question. And they, they just need to limit the major gaff at times defensively. Do, do you think the Oilers will make a consistent improvement? in their overall defensive play as a group from goaltending defense to decision-making?
2: Yeah, I think they will. And, and we've, we've touched on this too, Jason. Uh, a, a big part of that reason for me is uh, call him the equalizer. If you want to borrow a movie title, uh, Matthias Ekholm, uh is a calming influence. He's a veteran, no matter who he plays with. I mean, we know what he did. With Bouchard last season, I think he makes them solid. I like Kulak. I think he's, I think he's an underrated guy. This is a National Hockey League defenseman yeah. all day long. Yeah, and you're not with this group. You're not forcing him to play too high uh, in the order, and that's where he can be. He can be fine. You know what they need to do. I don't think it's the system unless the system is. Make a major boneheaded play, which ends up in your net, because that's what happened too often with the Oilers uh, that cost them goals. They kept making the big mistake, uh, not the little one, but the one that goes bing, bang in the net. It goes and that'll, that'll knock you down quicker than anything. Uh, I think they'll be fine. I would hope. Jack Campbell. I mean, if you look at what Jack Campbell did in his three previous years before coming here, I made a note of it. Now, I, I he's not a Vezina guy. I get that. Um, and he certainly wasn't worth the contract he signed, but that doesn't matter out on the ice. But he was a 914, 921, and 915 guy in Toronto. That's no fluke. And Last year, last season was a bad season. I think he can be better than that. Uh, and I, you can look at statistics that say, oh, he, he should bounce back and he will bounce back. And there's other statistics that'll say a guy like Stuart Skinner will regress. And, you know, maybe that's true. All I know is that Jack Campbell had his worst season in four seasons. Uh, last season, it's a bad time when you got the new deal and the new fans are saying, okay, let's see our, let's see the new guy. And he's basically been declared your starter. Um, bad timing, but I don't think this is a bad goaltender. We'll see how it plays out. But I, I don't, I don't expect them to have the inconsistencies and the troubles that they had last year, either Campbell or Skinner. I think they'll both be fine.
1: Well, they just need to be consistent. Obviously, you would love them to be Vasilevsky good, but and if they did, sure. that would be massive. Sure. But I, I don't think they have to be with Edmonton. They just need to be consistent uh, as does their overall team defense and really their penalty kill. And penalty kill starts with goaltending. I've outlined it many times. You had basically the same yep. penalty killers when you had Mike Smith and Miko Kostin Those guys were like top ten save percentage over a three year span. Both of them. It didn't matter who was in goal. Right with Mike Smith, I think he was second or third, which was. Which was very good. And and it fulfills the adage that your goaltender has to be your best penalty killer. But that's definitely something that I believe is going to have to, uh, improve this coming season. Uh, Rubes have a good one. Uh, go shoot some hoops. Uh,
2: don't break an ankle and we'll talk to you later this week. Okay. Jason, thanks. Talk to you soon.
1: That's, uh, Robin Brownlee, our, uh, Monday and Thursday guest. That was the uh, oil report mixed in with a little Columbus talk brought to you by Volvo of Edmonton.com. Text lines hopping. and we'll get to that. 833-401-1440. We have the uh, two-minute warning with uh, Cam Tate. Also, uh, Terry Ryan will be joining us. Andy Petrillo. Uh, Mark Spector will go to Vancouver today as we go around the NHL. Another preview of another Canadian-based team. That and more on the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Live on Sports 1440 Radio as well as online on the uh, iHeartRadio app, uh, Stingray app, and live on youtube where you can watch it hit the subscribe button at orders nation youtube
0: everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist fitting into their schedule and of course the cost well BetterHelp can solve those problems it's totally online and built around your schedule it's surprisingly affordable too. connect with a credentialed therapist by phone video or online chat all from the comfort of your home
1: For Memorial Day, get 15% off your borough purchase at borough.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at borough.com slash ACAST. We continue on Monday afternoon. Welcome back. Jason Greger alongside Connor Halley on Sports 1440. Your home for Sports Talk Radio. We'll keep expanding. That's some big news. I don't know the official announcement, but it's coming soon. I like it. I like it a lot. Also, those watching on uh, Orders Nation YouTube, thank you. Uh, good conversation going on there. If you want to uh, get involved, you can always get involved. You can text us at 833-401-1440 on the show. Uh, we'll get to uh, a few of them. Hey, Gregor, I just want to say thanks for not uh, crapping all over Biz Nasty like others did and waiting for everything to come out. I really liked what you said on DFO about all the people who attacked them and why it's hard for abuse survivors to come out. Long... Story longer. Thanks for having integrity and being a good journalist, from Mike. Hey, Mike, I really appreciate that. It, uh, you know what? I, I looked back at my comments because I said, "Hey, as I said, there was a chance that Boone Jenner's comments were accurate, that his interaction with Babcock is exactly what happened, and that Sonette's comments about what he did, he being Babcock, were also true." Turns out, it's exactly what happened a wolf in sheep's clothing. He goes to the captain all nice and ah oh, jovial, everything's great. That's one person. And so how he interact with Boone Jenner is that way. There's a reason why people think about it. Like sadly, we we have a history of this. These people Babcock isn't an idiot. He's a maybe conniving, he's a control freak. A lot of things, but he's not an idiot. So he would know, hey, you know what, geez, I can't do this with Boone Jenner. I'm going to schmooze Boone Jenner. I'm going to be really nice. Make him want to believe me and trust me. What did Ken Hitchcock always tell us? You need your six leaders to be on the same page as you, and then you get things done. So does that. Then goes to the young guys, and he's like, ha, here's where I, 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 you know what, for whatever reason, why has the power trip, I have no idea. I have no clue. I, honestly, I don't know. I, I, It's hard for me to relate to that because I'm not a power trip guy. I don't I don't like to control things. Now I don't like people controlling me either. But I definitely don't like to control things. Uh, especially in that regard to control another human being's emotions. Cuz let's be honest, that's all it is. Asking for the player's phone is a real invasion of privacy, but it's a it's a position of power, right? That's what it is. Nothing more. Like, what could he possibly glean from it? So you show the guy, and maybe he's water skiing, you know, pictures of the beach, he's pictures with his friends, he's golfing, maybe pictures of girls or boys, whatever they're doing. What does that prove to him Right. All right? All you're doing is putting people on the spot. And like I've said, some pictures are private. What if you're 21, you've had a girlfriend for three years, right? Maybe she sent you a picture of her in some lingerie, right? Or your boyfriend, whatever. I don't care. It's none of my business. Right. Why Why does the coach get to, oh, look at this. Why did, Why does he get that right? To even think it's his right is the problem. To even think that you could, act like, imagine. I got to remember, this is like first time meeting the guy. So let's say you get a new job. Your boss just hired. You had this. Oh, yeah. You walk in. Hey, Paul. How's it going? Hey, can I see your phone, please? I need to see all your pictures. Pardon? How's that going to make you feel? And don't, well, I have nothing to hide. That's a bogus argument. It's not about anything you have to hide. It's about his right to get to see it. It's not his property. It's not his business. He doesn't control every aspect of your life. Now, if he says, hey, do you have any pictures of you went to a site and you had to do a site looking, so you need to see the pictures. Hey, here's where we're going to do this or that. Okay, because that's work related. Right? Then you'd say, great, show me the work phone. I'll take you pictures of work stuff. On the work phone like i can't I can't believe that there's people defending well what's the big deal but i I do find it ironic that most of those people who say that have like some anonymous handle on Twitter, like they don't even have the courage to put their real name on their stuff, but then they want to yell at other people for not having the courage to stand up to their boss <laughs> uh, so. There you go. Let's get to uh, the uh, two-minute warning. Cam Tate. For those of you if you're just listening to us on the show, uh, Cam Tate joins us every Monday and Friday. Cam Tate's a longtime journalist in town. Cam Tate is in a wheelchair. He has cerebral palsy, and at times it's difficult for him to for you to understand what he says. And so he's always wanted to do radio. He's never able to do it. So this is a way for us, a guy who's pretty funny, knows his sports, and uh, he uses a voice box to get his uh, his words out. Here's Cam Tate.
0: We don't need to bring in high-priced sports psychologists or think tanks or proposed a university studies for a deep dive into what happened in Columbus and what happened with one Michael Babcock. When news filtered out Sunday, Babcock resigned without even running his first training camp drill with the blue jackets there was. And it's still making the water cooler rounds today. Surprise and even some disbelief. After a a three-and-a-half-year absence in the National Hockey League coaching tanks, he was gunned by the Maple Leafs. Babcock joined the Blue Jackets on Canada Day. But let's face it, Babcock is the ultimate principle of old school of treating his players. And in today's world of respect and equality, alleged reports of Babcock confiscating players' cell phones to have a look-see at pictures or whatever. Man, that ain't cool. No how, no way, no can-do. One wonders, too, if such a thing would even have happened in Major Junior Hockey. I think what Babcock did was an invasion of privacy. More importantly, we must remember Babcock did these alleged things in a professional situation, not out with the boys in the bar showing each other their phones. Babcock is clearly, very clearly, out of touch with today in so many ways. It's funny, isn't it? Successful people who have longevity as successful people can change, adjust, and modify with the times, and continue on being successful, because whether we like it or not, the world is going to be different tomorrow than it is today. It might be majorly different, or very minimally different, but there will be change the key is not only adjusting to it, but accepting it. Mike Babcock failed to do that. It has cost him his hockey coaching career, because he will never coach in the NHL again. And if he ever wonders who to blame, he just has to do one thing. Look in the mirror. I'm Big Bad Brian from Emmy Vox Box for Cam Tate's two-minute warning on the Jason Greger Show right here on Sports 1440.
1: Well, there you go. It's true. Just look in the mirror. It's not far. Don't, uh, don't try to deflect anything else. So, Gregor, you just believe anything that's said by BizNasty? Where's the actual proof? Yegbuds. Yegbuds, are you not paying attention? Like, honestly. First of all, show me a case where BizNasty has lied and made up a report. Do you have any examples of that? That's number one. Okay. We're only talking about this report. Okay. Number two, the NHLPA did an investigation. The Columbus Blue Jackets, after the investigation, determined that guess what? Babcock can't coach here. Why? Because he misled things. He did things. He abused his power. What are you talking about? Where's the proof? The proof came from the Blue Jackets management press conference, right? Elliot Friedman, many others, Aaron Portsline. How can you say there's no proof? Take your head out of the sand. There's proof there. If you choose not to see it, that's a you problem, not an us problem. It's too very different. Guys, do they still have to pay Babcock from Cheddar? It's a good question, Cheddar. I'm trying to get to the bottom of that. Um, my understanding is I don't think it's 100%. I'm not sure how much, of any, but it's not 100% from what I was told by someone a lot closer to it. So I'll try to get that. But yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not ideal. So, Hey guys, the uh, deep sigh at the start of Tate's spiel was absolute gold Yes I know, Tony, it, Like, I really like the sound effects that Tony comes in He really captures, I think, uh, how Cam would, would say it himself So, it's very true Hey, Gregor, if people claim there's no proof, then why would he resign? There's your answer, Shaunzi. <laughs> yeah, I would, uh, I would think so. And um, you know what? It's, it, it's still amazing how some people, because they believe that Paul Bissonnette made it up at the start, even when you present them with other things, they'll be like, no, I don't believe that. And s- some people, you can't change their mind. They are going to be steadfast. It's like people who believe that the earth is flat. You have scientific evidence proving otherwise. Nope, it's flat. Sometimes, you know, you can't argue with it. So they'll beat you with experience, right? Set the best line. Don't argue with an idiot. They'll beat you with experience. So there you go. Sometimes people are just, that's what they're going to do. And it's not going to change. Um Hopefully there are, and I've said this all along. You need more people like this. I applaud the players for having the courage to stand up. And it's pretty disappointing that people call it a tattletale. What? You have somebody in a massive position of power who has a significant control on your career. And that's how they're treating you on one of your initial interactions with them. What's going to happen down the road? Especially someone who has a track record. Ask Johan Right? Ask Mike Commodore. Ask Chris Shellis. Go down the list. There's lots, okay? There's lots. Why do you doubt it? That's what I would ask. Why? Why do you doubt it? Is it because you don't want to think someone can be that ignorant? Don't be afraid of the truth. I think the vast majority of people are good people. But there are some wolves in sheep clothing in different areas and different walks of life. And we need to be more on the lookout for those. We need to protect the vulnerable. And you might not like, and I can understand if people believe that the Spitting Chicklets podcast is too crass for them. I totally, I I think that's fair. I think that's a fair assessment. But that doesn't mean that Paul Beeson—that's a liar. It's two very different things. You could say I don't like the tone that they have on their show. Totally valid. This he was proven was accurate. And for people that tried to uh, downplay it and believe somebody with a proven track record of trying to manipulate and humiliate his players, I think you need to ask yourself, hmm, maybe I need to rethink how I view things. Because to me, that's a bigger issue. Coming up, Terry Ryan will uh, join us. We'll go to Vancouver. Jeff Patterson. We have Andy Petrillo. Of course, it was the inaugural PWHL draft today interesting i was looking at lots of defensemen now this is a unique draft because each team had signed three free agents first kind of some of the stars of the league and then you had the draft and the draft included young rookies coming out of college who had never played professionally before and then lots of professional players you're never going to have this again right it's kind of unique so you know you saw it like like natalie spooner i think she went in like the fifth round now she's a little bit older Right, So I'm sure that played into it. We'll talk to uh, Andy Petrillo about that and more. But first, let's get to the uh, con man and a sports center update brought to you by BIE Engineering, specializing in all your residential, commercial, and industrial, structural engineering needs. Go to BIEENG.com.